Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. This podcast is brought to you by Hell's Kitchen Cupcake Shop, a supplier of cupcakes and other bakes for any occasion. Hell's Kitchen! Celebration coming up. Need a hellishly good cake with that wow factor? Then speak to Helen at Hell's Kitchen Cupcake Shop. Hell's Kitchen supply cupcakes and other bakes for any occasion. Message Helen at Hell's Kitchen. Check in on Facebook, Hell's Kitchen. One L in hell, and it'll be one L of a cake for you. Hell's Kitchen Cupcake Shop, 07713-342-914. Any food allergies and requirements must be discussed before ordering your cakes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. Joining Livo and Mars in Cow Corner on this episode is James Armishaw, the first team skipper for Etwell, George Selby, the first team skipper for Michelover, and our very own Matty Clark, first team skipper for Winsell. But first we had our ground force day, or get set day down at Winsell Cricket Club, and we managed to catch up with a couple of the players to get their reactions on the new season. OK, so then when we're here with Lee, 
Lee Gunton, our one of our second team batters. Uh, obviously down on ground force day, ground's looking fantastically, but uh, are you ready for the season? Well, one week to go for the pre-season friendly, so how are you feeling? Yeah, I think it's good. I think nets have been going really well over the winter. And it gets you moving all the muscles and getting your eyes back in gear and being able to see the ball again. So I think for that it's been decent, but I don't really think you get ready until probably week two or three into the season. Yeah. And until, certainly until we're netting outside, but the ground's looking lovely. We can play on it today, really, looking at it. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it and uh, hopefully we'll have another good season. Have you done much netting yourself? Have you been in the nets got got loose? Um, yeah, I, I've been to about four or five. Um, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of indoor nets. I'm getting a bit old and my eyes go inside. I struggle to see the ball inside a bit. But, uh, but yeah, feeling all right. My, my knees are holding up at the moment, so that's a positive as well. So hopefully we'll be good to go for the start of the season. Yeah, well like you say, your, your main test is out in the middle, isn't it? So Yeah, I, I think as soon as you actually start playing and you get back into the ball-by-ball action of an actual gameplay. That's when it really comes back into it, and I think that'll take us a couple of weeks to get ready, but hopefully we'll have some outdoor netting as well, yeah. and that'll prepare us better, I think, than, than indoor. But, yeah, I think we're in a good place. Yeah, so that was an interview with Lee Gunton there, our second-team batter. Um, apologies for the sound quality. Um, we were out in the square live, and we were attracting a little bit of background wind noise. Yeah, we also managed to speak to club secretary, junior coach, first-team bowling award winner, um, chef... An all-round good egg, Duncan Wright. Here we're done. Obviously, we've got one week till the, the pre-season friendly. So, how, how are you feeling beginning of the season? I've not bowled a ball since September, so... Um, oh, have you not? <laughs> no, I've been helping out with the, with the juniors on a Monday night, so I've right. not had a chance to practice myself. But I'm hoping the stumps are in the same place. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm very relaxed muscle memory. And, and good targets. Yes. So, you've not done much netting then at all? No, unfortunately not. Not this year, but in, like I say... Um, my daughter's uh, taken up hardball for the first time and been helping her try and get understand the uh, the ways and the means of the of cricket. So not yourself then, but you've obviously been active with the juniors. How are the juniors looking this year? Really, really good, really good. Um, so we've got an under 13 side for the first time in in a, in a few years. They're looking good, and uh, our under 11s will be made up of the guys who were in Dynamos last year, plus a few slightly older ones. So it's. Okay, they're they're learning cricket, but there's some, there's there's, yeah. a, there's a bit of talent out there. There's, there's been a good turnout every Monday. It's been it's been a, it's a lot of new players, new faces. And... A, lot, a lot of new faces, and like I say, you know, sort of the pathway from from Dynamos, and some of them started at All Stars with us five years ago. So so far, the, that pathway's yeah. working, and in a few years' time, I can retire. Yeah, and well, and hopefully then they come through and play your, your seniors as well then. And Definitely. Fantastic. So we also gave the mic to uh, our very own Matty Clark, who went and had a wander around, um, and he spoke to uh, Gadders and to, to Duggo. Um, so we, we're going to put you on, we're going to listen to that, but just while you're listening, just have a listen at the depth and the quality of the uh, conversation he had with Gadders. So Clark here with Gadders, Ground Force Day. How are we getting on, boys? Yeah, it's good. Good. Nice to be down. Anything else? No. <laughs> yeah, fantastic insight, Gadders. Thanks very much for that. How are we getting on this morning, mate? Yeah, all right, mate. Uh, nice to get down here with some good weather. Um, ordinarily, we're painting sight screens in the rain, um, which is always a nice job on ground force day, so it's nice to be doing something constructive, throwing a frisbee about. Um, just nice to be back with the lads, really. Any predictions for the season? Uh, not really, no. Um, be a few good games along the way, a few bad ones. Um, yeah. Anything you want to achieve this year? Um, it's always nice to take a few early wickets. Um, yeah, make a few friends along the way. Superb, thank you. So, uh, that was Gadders and Duggo and Matty Clark. Thanks very much, chaps, for that. Also, thank you to Lee Gunton and Dunk. 
OK, so we're going to go over to Cow Corner now. We're going to listen to Livo and Mars talk to James Armishaw, George Selby and Matthew Clark. Welcome to our latest dive into Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo, and my oppo, Rich Marser. How are we, Mars? I'm doing very well. Nice to see the boys uh, who are just going to come up in a minute. It's uh, We did have the pleasure of re- recording our previous podcast, Mars, in the palatial surroundings of the media suite at the home of Derbyshire County Cricket Club. But today we're just back on Zoom, but it's a, it's a great reason as we're able to bring together a number of local clubs to have a pre-season chat and look forward to the 2022 season in Division 3. So joining myself and Mars are James Armishaw from Etwell Cricket Club. How are we, James? All right. Thank you, chaps. Thanks for the invite. And also joining us is George Selby from Michelover. How are we, George? I'm good, thank you again. Thanks for the invite, lads. And finally... We couldn't do this chat without our mate and our very first returning guest to the podcast. He was that popular. Matt Clark of Winslow Cricket Club. How are we, Matthew? Hello, again. All good. What we'll do at the start of this uh, chat, lads, is just have a quick sort of intro. James, can you just give us a quick intro about yourself and uh, Etwell? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's as, as easy as it goes. It's, it's always been Etwell for me. Um, started there as an 11-year-old 24 years ago. So I must be up for a benefit year pretty soon, I would have thought. Definitely. I need some, I need some cash. Cheetah must be head of you, mate. He's not, mate. He's, he's not? not. Cheetah's not. No, I know he looks. Seriously, it. he looks a lot. It could be your yeah. dad. He could, he could. He probably is. <laughs> no. I wish um, he was. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of stick I get when I play there. Jeez, be me dad. <laughs> give, me, give me a shoulder, mate. <laughs> I think I think Cheese must have got George out. Sorry, George, for this. No, mate. I, I hear it twice a season, mate. Has <laughs> <laughs> he, he not got you out for the past ten seasons? The last person at Atwell to not get, to get me out who wasn't cheats, I think, was Dan Halliwell. I was yeah. aiming a big slog sweep, and he got me LB, uh, and that was about fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, that, that guy never ages. I'm just looking forward to another season with him moaning. I think his jumper's older than he is. I think it, and his helmet. <laughs> his yeah. cue ball helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's always been at all for me. Right into my second spell as skipper now, three years in. This year, we're doing things slightly differently as a club looking to close the gap between the two sides in terms of leagues. And whereas normally I'd go out fishing around the, the county for some, for some new signings, uh, I've not done that this year. We're looking to promote from within, uh, promote the junior section. And Clarkie and Selbs, you'll be happy with this. We've got some new showers. Well, Clarkie won't be happy to have a shower. <laughs> 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 and George will love it because he'll be able to do his hair after I the can game. do my hair as well <laughs> delighted that's great James so 24 years mate and it's what tempted you back to a, a second spell as captain um, I think if I'm brutally honest or did no one else want it no, yeah no one else no one else put the hand up um, I'm too young when I did it first time Mm. Far too young. I thought the club was ready to to change direction a little bit, and I wanted to go against the grain, but it was it was the wrong move for me. That was some kind of eight years ago now. So so kind of the, the six five six years on, 
bit bit more mature i'd like to think not that much mature but yeah so uh so that's what tempted me back really and like you said no one else really fancied it <laughs> what about you george tell us a bit about you and michelover so uh I originally started playing at Mickleover when I was 13. I'd uh, played quick cricket, I think it was called, then uh, back in the day at Derby Kongs in Mickleover, because that's where I grew up. But I sort of fell out of love with the game, really, to be honest with you. Probably 11, 12, really, really young. Uh, and then one day after school, um, Adrian Heaton, who's our club president, and his son, Ross Eaton, who's a really close friend of mine, just knocked on the door and they were short in a junior game. So, um, and, and basically, I'd, I'd mentioned in class because we went to school together that I used to play. And uh, he said, oh, grab your kit, we're short. So I thought, sod it, yeah, I'll go and have a game. And it was away at Corden and I got a couple at under 13s, whatever it was. And then that was it. I, I went to training the next week and played the week after that. And unfortunately for Mickelover, that was me, uh, me <laughs> regrettably signing for the club. So um, Was that I before you got the hips, selves? That was, that was when I bowled, yeah. So that's how long ago it was. It was a, a lifetime ago. Um, but that's when I bowled, yeah. You did have to look quite a way down play cricket for some stats on that. So, so bowling, bowling stats is a number of years ago, yeah. So how many years is it now then? So, oh, goodness, I'm 32. So I think that's 19 years at Mickleover now. Um, and so, yeah, 19 years. Yeah, I'm just trying to work it out. 19 years, yeah. You notice you got that aging quick, James, then, just to point something out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No it comments did. at all. So. I'd say it's interesting listening to what James said. And obviously, you've been at Mickleover a while now, George. But there was a, a, a spreadsheet sent out by the league a couple of days ago with almost 300 bits of transfer activity around the league. And I reckon we've got... Three clubs on here, Winsill, Atwell and Mickelover, with the littlest amount of transfer activity you could possibly find amongst us. Why do you think that is, George? Well, I did ask around. There was a number of lads, probably six, seven lads I asked, and um, targeting quality players. Uh, and respectfully, they wanted to stay at their own clubs and I completely understood that. And mm -hmm. it was it was purely just wanting to strengthen our, our unit, particularly our batting, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the reason we struggle, um, me and Jimmy have had this conversation quite a few times, is just the level we're at, if, you, if you're sort of targeting absolute quality, well, they tend to be, want to be at one of the larger clubs where you have an opportunity to play in the Prem, maybe different division one yeah. um, and their yeah. second teams are around our level anyway um, if you're asking sort of a bit below our, our standard maybe four or five sort of thing um, well they've perhaps got ambitions to get to our level or, or perhaps those larger clubs are targeting them too we can't offer cash so there's no incentive well certainly our club can't offer cash and we, we probably won't be minded to even if we had it um, and then finally, if you're asking lads in a similar division, it's a bit of an ask because typically they've probably been there 15, 20 years like we're discussing on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. So they've perhaps not got the uh, the incentive to move because they've got their own mates and they're associated with that club and, and goodness knows what. So it is a tough ask, to be honest. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's three people in this pod, well, three captains here that have only had one club. Mm. Yeah. 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 That says it all. Clarky came... What, like from the under 11s or whatever? I, I've never moved, yeah. Yeah, all the way through. It's great to see, to be honest with you. I love that loyalty. You, you can get them. I've been captain eight years now, so I've been quite fortunate that if somebody's moved to the suburb or um, perhaps if somebody's a bit unhappy or wanting a new challenge and you get word on the grapevine about that, you can sort of act on it. But they're, the, they're, they're fleeting, if that makes sense. And you, yeah. you've got to sort of get in there whilst you can if they're a good bloke. I think, uh, Selbs, you hit the nail on the head there, mate, when you mentioned the cash scenario. I think it's nice that we're three clubs. We, like what George said, we're the same. And I know you guys are. Even if we had the cash there, we wouldn't spend it on players. And I think that's what you're competing against. I think when you are approaching 
the kind of the top end, top level players in in Div Three. Why would they leave their clubs when if they were going to leave, they could go for cash? Um, yeah, it, it just gets silly, and you, you see it again now. The amount of money that's been thrown around local cricket mm-hmm. just takes away from juniors being promoted right, in my. Have you? Yeah, well, our, our focus is hugely on the juniors. We, yeah, we've got something like 60, 70 kids turn up on a Wednesday night, and uh, that's where the future is, not in spending thousands of quid on a, a player that's going to score you 600 runs or whatever. Absolutely, and it's nice that we've probably identified already within our juniors from all-stars all the way through to under-13s. You can already see the four or five who, over the years, are going to make players. There's no two ways about it, including, I must say, a young gentleman who I think is going to be playing in, I really don't know how many years, 10, 15 years at maximum, who's Matt Clark's son. Um, you know, if he continues to develop the way he is, with the way Elliot plays... It, it, His mother must be a good player. Oh, it's, it's Jen, Jen, <laughs> Jen, 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 Jen's better than Matt, to be honest with you. Yes, <laughs> she is. She's got, she's got less ducks anyway, so... <laughs> Look, I got five ducks last year, that's it. Yeah, exactly. But I think Clarky, isn't it? That's that's what it's all about, isn't it? Getting those kids coming through. You and half the team that we've got right now have all come through the juniors. We've had a bit of a gap at Winston for a few years, but now we're really starting to see that coming through. And that's what, what we're looking at this year again, isn't it? Yeah, bring them kids through. For me, I get so much enjoyment watching my boys play, just as much as when I'm playing on a Saturday. But I get so much enjoyment just watching them, and I'm looking forward to the, you know, when they eventually make into the twos, I can drop down, hopefully by then, and uh, play with them. Play a season and give up and go drinking beer all day at different grounds. That'll do, mate. Mm. But, you've, got, you've got that planned out a bit too well there, Marsh. Should we, should we facilitate yeah. that? Uh, well, I don't think you can do anything about it. It will do it wherever happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's about right, isn't it? Definitely. It's, it is interesting the way we've talked about these three clubs are very, very similar in there. Yeah. Uh, with the way we're going about it. And that's really quite good for me because I, I think the way these three clubs operate is not just similar between the three of us, but actually we're probably the same as 90% of the clubs in the UK who haven't got the money to go and spend five, 10, 15 grand on that pro. And I think the level we're at in the Derbyshire League at sort of three, that's that ceiling before it does start to tip over and you've got to start looking at something completely different, isn't it? Do you, do you think that's a sort of a, doesn't stop you from being promoted, gents, but you look at it and go, what we got to do next if we got promoted? Uh, I don't well, think so until you get to the Prem or Div 1 personally right. you look at some of the makeup in Div 2 and their sides that have been through kind of your old Div 4 that we were mm-hmm. all involved in and then through to Div 3 so yeah no not not for me I don't think you need to unless you want to go into that kind of Prem Div 1 I don't think you need to spend any cash you think, you think Div 2 then is a, is a viable um, possibility for all us three uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you need to go on a good run. You need to go on a good run. Um, I think there's then, examples as well. So you, you, uh, we've got Ian at um, at Darley, haven't we, Jimmy? Yeah. We're close friends with, and, and Darley when they went up, I think it was just before COVID twenty nineteen. We had a bit of a ding dong with them trying to get the last promotion spot, and they picked us to it. And um, but but they've gone up and they're strengthened. I don't believe they're paying and uh, the strength no, where they can. And what I think when we spoke to Ian, what helped them actually as a club individually was that COVID half season almost gave them a little um, trial, I suppose, yeah, almost a little cool. f- free go at it. But, but mm. otherwise, last year they stayed up quite quite comfortably. And, and my understanding is they're not they're not shelling out cash or anything. So that's a good example of a of a, a similar sized club who have taken to it. And, and I agree with Jim that I'm quite fortunate we've got quite good players it's getting them on the park at the same time and I'd be quite confident if we did go up this season that we'd be we'd be strong enough to 
Tollwood our own. I think Jim's right. Once you get, if you're then competing for Div One and obviously at high, I mean that's a, a yeah. real stretch target. But but you you would need to perhaps have an, another look then. But that's some some way off. Are we looking forward to uh, the 23rd of April? Then, ironically, pure coincidence. Obviously, two of the captains here will come up each against each other on day one. Uh, who've you got day one, George? Uh, we actually play on the Sunday because uh, the um, sharing with the football club. But we've got Browsford. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we, we forgot you move fixtures willy nilly. Yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> to suit their players, mate. I wish. I wish we drama. We don't. We don't. I wish we. I wish we could just play on a Saturday. That's another story. But, uh, <laughs> do you want to go into that, Sam? <laughs> Probably best leave I, that one. <laughs> I have to tread carefully, but um, but what's it? It actually hurt. We've got Camage, who's uh, one of our better bowlers. He's playing a cup final that day, so I'd love to be playing the Saturday to Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> so we're actually playing Equal on day one, aren't we, Mr. Clark? We so are. What are you looking forward to at the start of the season, Matt? Getting back out there, I think. Back over yeah. that white line, enjoying yeah. it again. Back with the lads. It's a lot of it for me, playing the cricket. I like being with the lads as well. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the result, I like being with the lads. And that's a good one for me. Especially that's against Equal pretty- as well. Couldn't think of anything better. I can't wait. Nice <laughs> can't, early April. I can can't wait. To see Cheatham coming in from coming in from one end for another fifteen overs or whatever it is. Oh, what thing you know? That's my dream. Coming out six or seven, thinking right, I can win this game or set a big total here. And uh, Keith running in, brilliant. <laughs> How's pre-season gone for you in your mind, Matt? It's gone well. Training's going well. Um, yeah, happy with it. Really happy. Mm-hmm. Anyone in particular looking good? Brett for me. Yeah, Brett's looking really good. Don't give, don't give too much away, mate. I won't, I won't. But yeah, he played most, he played most of his season in the twos last year, but uh, he's, been, yeah, he's been looking player. really good. Quality yeah, player. Definitely. Um, and not only that as well, we played a bit indoor cricket last year, a few of us, um, which was enjoyable at Willows. We're looking good. Definitely. What about you, James? What are you looking forward to coming to our place on day one? It's a, it's a bit of a funny one um, for me, and, and Selbs is, is, is well aware of the, the issues I had. I, um, I, I carried some hernia injuries last season, and I actually actually got my hernia up tomorrow have you yes so oh, good luck with that mate it's going to be touching goes to whether i uh, manage to <laughs> shake it off but all being well i'll be uh, i will be playing Oh, I don't really so. do a lot anyway, do I? I don't chase after it in the field. I can stand it slip and just try and whack it. Like a lot like what Clark does actually to that. <laughs> yeah, he don't stand he don't stand at slip, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we, we, we won't risk him there. So, but yeah, looking forward to it. I think exactly what Matt said. It's it's not really the cricket in all honesty. It's the getting back yeah, with the lads. Yeah, definitely. The dressing room, it's having a beer afterwards. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's nice if you go out and win, but it is yeah. what it is, isn't it? So uh, yeah, looking yeah. good. But, How's pre-season gone, James? Yeah, from from what I can take in from the lads, obviously I've I've not netted a huge amount myself um, with with the injuries. Um, but from what I get feedback from my vice uh, Nick Thompson, um, the lads are looking sharp, look good to go. We're a bit like you guys as well. We've highlighted a couple of guys in the twos that can come up and do a job for us, try and shake things up about this way. My one to watch is probably a young young leg spinner that we've got who has played against you before. A young young lad called Save Atwell, who I think. Mm-hmm. We'll have a big season for us. Um, so, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, so note to self, Clarkie, if James is playing, he's just had a hernia off. I might have to come on and bowl at him. 
Oh, I'll definitely play it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he, walked, he walked right into that one, didn't he? Definitely. <laughs> what about yourself, George? How's pre-season going? What are you looking forward to? Uh, echoing the lads, really. Getting getting around uh, everybody in the changing room and um, having that band to come back and knowing that hopefully with a bit of luck, there's no COVID issues hanging over the season and it's yes. one that we can actually look forward to. Mm. Being a bit stop-start in pre-season, we, we had a local school, Derby Moor, and... Um, Sometimes they have to host exams, so then you can't you can't net indoors. So it's been a bit stop start, but we've actually arranged a, a tour to Cleethorpes uh, over the Easter weekend, and the idea behind it was sort of get a rump of the squad together, sort of thing. Most of the lads are going, and um, there's not been nights out as there with COVID and stuff. So the idea is almost like let's get on the beers a bit. We're going up on the Friday, play Saturday, and then come back Sunday, and that's a a bit of a match practice, but a bit of camaraderie then going into the into the season. That sounds great. That's quite old school. That it sounds fabulous. Sounds good. That does. Uh, I'm available. Yeah. If you want. yeah. <laughs> I have to say that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Not for cricket. Well, I'll put, I'll put, I'll put the details. We'll it's put the, the details on podcast. <laughs> Get some Battenberg on offer and clock you with it. Who are we going to look out for at your place then this season, George? Uh, we've got bowling. We're particularly strong. We've got Corky. Um, I think he took. Well, I don't think he, he tells me often enough that he took 50 league wickets last year so he um, took 54 didn't he just was he 54 yeah, beating Jay Harper on 53 yeah, yeah. so uh, he's very proud of that he lets us know often enough and um, but he's a, he's a, an excellent all-round cricketer and, and brings a lot of experience to our dressing room so he, he's hopefully going to um, go well again for us this year and Camage, he's a quick bowler um, as, as a few of you might know played against him in the past uh, and he's he's had problems with availability with work but he's, he's got a new job which means he should be around a bit more so that that will help um, and then a the young lad Stuart Rance who came in perhaps for the last four or five games of last season and we we're looking his stats in the twos were good and he was bowling really tight so we, we, we brought him up to the ones and he, he just literally seamlessly came into the team so um, uh, he's, he's one that we're really excited by and a bit like Clarkie was saying earlier you, you sort of he's not my lad but you sort of get excited when somebody's progressed through the club and then has, has broken into the first team because that, that, that line of, of progression is exactly how it should be. Absolutely, that's the ultimate, isn't it? Getting them out on a Saturday with the first team, you've done the job then all the way through your junior programme, haven't you? That's it. We've got a couple of couple of three new teams in our division this year, haven't we? We've got, uh, got Burton. Chelston um, and Orlos. Yeah. How are we thinking they're going to fare, guys? Um, uh, we played against Jamie North CC uh, last year. I shot him all that as well. Yeah, we played against them in a T20 game last year, and I have to admit they looked a decent outfit. Um, they rolled us quite comfortably, and I, I think they'll they'll be okay. I think they'll be relatively strong. Um, if I'm honest, I don't know much about Chelliston and Arrows. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but from from what I know from uh, from Burton, I think I think they'll be relatively strong. And yeah. I think they've signed quite a few players from the looks of it as well. I think they've signed Waz from um, from Barton, who's a, who's a decent oh, yeah. bowler. So, yeah, I think they'll be strong. What's your thoughts, Matt? You know, you probably know a couple of the clubs better. Um, for me, just Burton, really. I mm. think. Uh, I think they'll be a decent side, but uh, but the big key is to get uh, Jamie out, get him out early. Don't let him get settled, uh, otherwise he could be in danger. He scored a lot of runs. He scored a lot of runs in um, in four last year, so I think he's dangerous. Uh, we, we played him in the T Twenty semis, yeah. and they, he, they won the game, he won the game for him. Really, he won the game for him. Yeah. quite yeah. quite comfortably. We weren't mm. on we weren't on it, 
I must admit that day, but he looked good. So mm, my, my my thoughts on that day will be to get him out and see how oh, they fare. Then. Get him out. <laughs> he's a, he's a di- once he gets in, he's a difficult player to restrict. Difficult player, yeah. And Chelston, what do, do, do any of us know? Do you know much about Chelston, George? Uh, well, they're ex-Royces, aren't they? So yeah. um, I just think they're going to be an extremely dangerous side. I think mm. they're, they're the type of side that on the day uh, can can really blow you away, and then on another day, perhaps be a bit susceptible. So. Um, so, I th- but I think the league's going to be like that. To be honest with you, I think the division's going to be a bit. Um, I think the team that can string sort of consistent results, go on a bit of a roll, will be the team that, that will benefit the most because I, I do think it's largely much of a much. I think there's some quite competitive sides in in the division who are, are much of a muchness. To be fair, yeah. Well, if, if you look at last season's final table, um, and obviously Melbourne and Barton went down uh, between Risley in third place and Quarndon in tenth place, there was ninety points, which sounds a lot until you realise that's only five games swing one way or the other. I think it's going to be, a, you're right, it's going to be a really competitive season um, right throughout the league and uh, be, be interested to see who beat two in the early stages because obviously that's going to set the tone. Clearly Tutbury started to run away with it in the end of the, end of last season. You guys did a really good job in sort of keeping tabs with them most of the year, didn't you, George? We shot ourselves in the foot. We had an unbelievable game at their place where um, it, it was a bit of a cup final, really. I think yeah. we had them, I, I can't remember now, 60 for six or something like that, 60 for seven. And then the skipper, I forget his name now, but batted unbelievably well. And George Morgan uh, played a really responsible knock and uh, they got up to 170 in the end. And then again, I think we were 110 for one and then just collapsed. And I think we're 140 all out or something stupid. So if that had gone the other way, we might have been able to, to perhaps have, have kept on the heels a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, then after that, they, they, they pulled away, to be fair, in the last five or six we had a similar game against them, didn't we, Matt? Exactly yeah. the same. We had them <laughs> arguing amongst ourselves. We had them just where we wanted them. And then Chunder came out and got a load of runs and rest is history. Yeah, he hits the ball well, don't he? Yeah, he times it. Yeah. Uh, and our well, coordination, unbelievable. Yeah, he, he was Clarkie's favourite batsman to watch in the league, wasn't it? He was. He was at our place. He was phenomenal. He was just silly cricket. Never seen out like it. Our bowler says something to him. Next minute, he says, go back to your mark and bowl me another one. Next thing, it was going over the hours. He's all over. <laughs> I thought we were going to run out the balls at one time yeah. <laughs> yeah but to be to be fair Clarky, there was somebody who came in and did the same for us it was you yeah yeah and that's where we had them going a little bit and they were arguing between themselves and I, I quite like that I like the bit, bit of the banter on the pitch as some of you might know yeah I like the, I like the mouthy side of it so yeah, it got me going a bit. It was close. It was close. It just shows that on any day in that league, even with Tuppy doing as well as they did, that anybody could almost beat anyone. It just takes one yeah. player to come off. As you said with Bert, it's the Jamie North coming off. That that makes a big difference. Yeah. When, Chund- when Chunder came off against you guys, George, and he did the same against us, that was the difference. Yeah, yeah. Straight, straight away, all, all the way through. Stumps, bumps, and what teams are you looking out for this season in particular? I look forward to the local derby. I don't know about you, Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got a history of good games over the last 10 years or so. We've sort of followed each other through the leagues a bit. So uh, mm-hmm. we've played against each other a lot. But, um, but yeah, they, they are excellent games to be fair. There's always, they're always nip and tuck. It's a weird one though, isn't it? Because we it always seems to be at your place first and we have got a good record and then you come to us and, and beat us later on in the season. It's a bizarre thing last few years. It looks yeah, to me as if it looks to me as if Risley are, are gonna have a stake of Risley, yeah. yeah. They've oh, got a really it. strong core. They've got obviously yeah. they have got Jay Harper, um, who's brilliant to be fair to him, and uh, Carlo Cruz came in, was it? 18 months ago or so and complimented yeah. him and Mark Addison he's a good keeper bat there's a couple of others there that I forget off the top of my head but they've got a real Matt Shaw I think yeah Matt Shaw he's the off I think Matt is it um, yeah. 
but they've they've got a real good core there, and uh, I think what was it? They, they were third, I think last they season. Were, they just yeah, yeah. Third. yeah. So they'll they'll be competitive, I'm sure. I think they've signed somebody as well. I, I was talking to Alex um, there, and I forget the lad they've signed, but they're, they're quite pleased. They're, they've they've added to to that crop. I think they've added from San Diego. So yeah, I feel like from San Diego they've signed. Yeah, I think they will be strong. Anyone else? I think Rolston. You, you're always going to have a crop of good players at a bigger club like that. So it, it swings around about sometimes it might hurt them. Um, perhaps they've had lads go up who are doing well, etc. But typically at a club that size, you can never rule them out because they, they're going to have a good pool of players. It was the same at Elveston last year, wasn't it? For them, the first team struggled massively, which really affected their twos. So if they have a good season, I think they could be dangerous. It seemed like anybody who scored any runs in the twos last year automatically went to the first because the first was struggling that badly. Yeah. I think they were getting beaten every week, weren't they? They didn't win a game. Another one could be Alwars. They're an extremely well-run club and, and they've come up. I think they came up quite comfortably. Their ones have gone into the Prem and they've got a really good... I, I know a couple of lads at Alwars and we've built a bit of rapport and relationship with them in the last couple of years, a couple of pre-season friendlies and things like that. They've got like two cores of each squad. So I don't think they'll... And, and they've got quite a good commitment from both sets of lads, from my understanding. So I think they're almost going to be rigid in their selection, perhaps without speculating too far. And that keep both teams strong. Um, and, and they could be one to watch out for. I think they're a really well-run club. A lot of clubs, we all know, will play those first five or six games with a, with that core of players and then start messing around with it if they think someone in the twos or even lower downs making runs because your form does pay sometimes, doesn't it, James? It does. And I think as well, another point that I just jotted down here, it's the first season really where we're going to be affected by holiday season again. My availability, and I don't know about ourselves, I know you struggle a bit because of football and stuff, but my availability has been, has been great the last last season and a half and I know this year we're already looking at lads are going to miss games it is what it is holidays weddings back in so it'll be interesting just be interesting to see how that affects sides and affects selection going forward tell us about a couple of players then Got some standouts from each of you. Who are the bowlers you look out for this year, George? Uh, I think we've touched on him a little bit. <laughs> it's just this time of year I, I stop having nightmares and then they, they kick in again. But Cheetah yeah. uh, Set well, um, he just, he, I'm not saying anything you lads don't know and, and what, what's discussed widely at our level sort of thing but he's just so accurate and, and sk- he'll roll his fingers one way and then hold the seam up another and it'll drip out and, and he's just a very talented bowler to be fair to Cheats and uh, so he's one to watch out for and he keeps the runs down for, for Jimmy and their team as well so uh, he applies pressure that way too and then Jay Harper at Risley and, and Carla Cruz at um, Risley too them, them two opening up they bowled a fantastic spell at our place uh, blew us away really they, they beat us at our place last year and they added 70 for seven or something and we were trying to desperately get through that sort of new ball spell but um, but they just they pegged us back too far and we couldn't recover from it but um, but they're, they're two standouts for me Anyone else you want to point out Matt? Again for me Risley guys as I said last time Carl and uh, Jay they're always on it you know, I, think, I think it's their attitude as well they've got a great attitude a professional sort of attitude Absolutely Yeah yeah and when they're, either end for them too you know they're just, they're just always on point James yourself? Yeah, I think it's all about the partnerships for me, like the lads have mentioned, like mm. Jay and Carl at Risley, they're dangerous, especially at their place. Um, and then Corks and, and Cam for, for Selbs as well. You, you know what you're going to get with them. Uh, extremely yeah. difficult to, to play. And like George alluded at there, if I, KC's going for his 50th year on the trot here, unbelievable. But like George has said, early season is tricky. So we generally have a, 
a decent-ish start, but that won't happen now. I've said that. We'll get battered first day at noticed. I've just looked at the fixtures here, gents. It's the 2nd of July when Et will play Mikelova for the first time. So you've got a few months, George, for your nightmares. To dry, to dry the ground out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you do realise you play each other on the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, we've got uh, 17th, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It'll be a nice drink, though, Selbs, that will. Yeah. It, will, yeah, it so. will be a nice drink, but can you imagine if it's a relegation clash between the two of you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, Hopefully not the case. Yeah, I think I, I think I'll make I'll make a point of popping over to Apple that day because that could be good <laughs> to record on that day. No matter no matter where you guys are in the league, it'll be a good one to do. What about the batters in the league? We've got some phenomenal hitters in Division Three, I think. Um, from most clubs, have got one or two really top top hitters. Who are you looking forward to watching this year, Clarky? Robson, Brandon Ridgeway, is it? If he plays mm-hmm. again for them, unless he's uh, in the first team, but he's he's a good batsman. Yeah, I like him, and probably Jamie. North, I'm interested to see what he'll do this year. He can do it in three, as he did four. He'll be up there, I think. Yourself, James? Uh, yeah, I've got Jamie down as well. I think he's a good player. I I'm into, I like a lad called Callan Harvey at, um, at Walton. I was mm. very impressed with Callan. Um, he scored a 50 at our place and got some runs at their place as well. Very steady, young player. So, interesting to see how he comes on this year. And um, and then Watto for you as well, Matt, to be fair. I've always rated Watto. Good player. When you see him, Jim, just call him Shrubbers. Yeah, yeah Shrubbers. Write that down. Because Neil, Win- <laughs> Neil Winfield reckons he looks like Anya Shrubsall. <laughs> <laughs> He'll love That's that a one. very good shot. <laughs> it is, actually, yeah. It's a yeah, very good shot. He, he has been looking good in the nets, but to be good fair, player, he's, been having, uh, he's been having a, a virtually an hour session in the nets because I think he's... He's slipped live over fiver or something. Yeah. He's been he's very generous with his you know, he's been working hard to be fair. Um, yeah, he, has, he, yeah. he was he was slightly disappointed with his form last year. Um, you know, he was a bit sort of in and out, and he's worked really hard this winter. So what about you, George? Anyone you want to point out? But to be honest with you, the batting I I always find a bit fun. I think we're all capable. Um, the amount of sides you come across and there's capable lads in, in the uh, in the lineup who you, you you know on any given day can hurt you. I really do feel in our division, uh, at our level, it's the bowlers that win you the game. So if, if you can get one bat who stands out, a couple of bats who stand out, but generally, uh, I think the consistency of batting at, at our level is it, reflective of why we're in Div 3, because we can play the shots, but then we miss the straight ones, don't we? That's why, <laughs> that's why we play in Div 3 and yeah. we're not Div 1 plus or whatever. So I looked at some stats, actually, because you, you popped a couple of the questions across, and, and a lot of the, the lads who scored the bulk of the runs last year, you can see are, are, are the lads that were the, with the teams that were promoted. So mm. um, it will be interesting to see. I think there's a number of lads who can stand out, and those who, who are most consistent will, will bear most fruit I think with with their club super over each week with our super over we ask our guests six questions and they're nice and simple but you just want quick fast answers so James what's your favourite ground favourite ground to play out has been Wormsley I've been quite lucky to play there a couple of times and locally probably Elberston favourite batter batter of all time Brian Lara batter of today Barbara Azam favourite bowler bowler all time Legend Warney and probably Freddie and present day Jimmy Anderson. Favourite tipple? <laughs> favourite tipple. Uh, anything brew dog related. And your favourite cricket item for tea of choice? Quirky quiche. Um, and finally, James, your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Uh, Tiger Woods. Happy Master's Day. That's great. Thanks, James. No worries. Right, George, what's your favourite ground? 
internationally, Lords, uh, just the hum of the ground. Then locally, Elva and Rolston, I think, uh, are my two favourite. Favourite batter? Ben Stokes. He's not got the stats, but I just... I love his I love his technique that head in the in, uh, innings. Uh, it, it's just whenever he comes out to bat, I want to watch him play. Favorite bowler, Jimmy Anderson. I've got a massive man crush on uh, Jimmy, so uh, Jimmy Anderson <laughs> for me. Favorite tipple, <laughs> I actually agree with Jimmy. So uh, brew dog for me. Anything anything brew dog related is good for me too. And your favorite cricket tea item of choice. So as, as I'm mulling this open, the gag in our changing rooms is always Battenberg. That you always get, oh, yeah, you've got yeah. to have a lovely slice of Battenberg. But I, I love it. When, we've not had teas for a couple of years, but when our tea lady used to bring out something roast related. So if it was uh, roast taters, or sometimes she'd do some uh, a, a bit of lamb or something like that. That's when I really like it. When it on those misly days, and you've got a bit of that coming out. And your sporting <laughs> hero, cricket or otherwise. It's Ricky Ponting, my absolute... It's odd, because growing up, obviously, an Englishman and you've got the Ashes, etc. but I, I just absolutely love everything he stands for and the way he plays the game, so Ricky Ponting for me. Top stuff, and we will let you off, Rabin Aussie, as you're sported here in cricket <laughs> or otherwise, clearly. So. Thanks a lot, George. Cheers. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Who's going to do the best out of you three? I've got to ask the question. Yeah, I've got to. All of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd feed you that one, Mark. Look at it. <laughs> Sorry, lads. I'm on a joke. Any lads <laughs> listening to the podcast from Mickelover will be literally <laughs> shouting at the sets now. Yeah, yeah, he needs a few, mate. Yeah, he needs a few. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a few. Would you get him if you weren't captain? That's a question. No. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you planning in, in your own mind, guys? You know, serious question. You know, you look at your own form over the last couple of years. Um, and I'm sure as skippers, you're there because you're responsible cricketers in the first place. You're, you're not there because you just you are the only one to put your hand up, James, as we joked about earlier. You know, what do you look at when you go into the season yourself, James, is what you want to get going with? Try and the best way I can affect the team is by scoring runs. That's the, the best thing I can do. Um, like Selb said, it is it's well known, I think, throughout the league that it is a stronger bowling league, definitely. And if you look at Etwell, take Etwell, for example, I think they'll probably be on day one, probably only three, maybe four of us in that side who've scored hundreds, competitive hundreds. So, and I think we'll all probably be very similar in that. So we're not, we're not absolutely screaming out with with lads. I think the advantage I have is we can bat all the way down. We'll probably have someone like Cheats coming in at eight or nine and he's he's got hundreds to his name. So yeah. I've got an advantage we do bat a long way down with that. And but what so does um, so do the rest of the lads. So look it is what it is. But for me it's the, the biggest thing is the way I can affect it is yeah you make the bowling changes but they almost do themselves. It's if I can score runs and I can win win games for the side that's the that's the biggest thing. What about yourself, George? How are you looking to influence yourself and the club early season in particular? Uh, scoring runs is, is obviously number one. Um, I've been quite pleased in the last couple of years to, to put my hand up when we've been in tricky situations and, and, and score quite big runs, 80s, 90s sort of thing. But where I've been frustrated with my own personal form is, is around those knocks. You, you get out for a lower score. So if you can sort of dot them up a little bit more consistently and, and cut out some of the lower lower scores and still pick up 20 that day, you're still feeling scratchy. Don't get out for four or whatever it might be. And then that makes a huge difference come the end of the season because the, the bigger knocks will, will come and and then it, it, it pads it out a touch. Um, 
a bit like Jimmy, um, it's it, it sort of just wanting to lead by example. And um, the bowling is is, is, is a stronger uh, suit, I think, in the division. So we try and counter that by batting as deep as we can and, and got lads who can contribute throughout. But yeah, personally, uh, you want score runs because it makes your job as captain easier as well because you want to lead by uh, example. You want to take accountability for the team. Um, and that's far easier when you've got some runs by your, by your name than when you haven't. And yourself, Matt? For me, this year, what I want to do is get myself in at the right times again. The times where I've got myself in the order correct, I've gone out and scored 50s. I need to make the decision. You know, I get a lot of advice around the ground. Clock, you need to go in now. You need to go in now. You need to go Getting that, making that right decision for me when I need to go in. If we need to go, you know, and, and start getting some runs, go now or, or just hang around for a little bit and just keep mm. on walking around the ground for a few more overs. <laughs> Always struggle with that since I learned this from Marcel, really, when he was in my skipper. And he never gave me a number, and it's just stuck around. I've never. Do, really do you float, do you? I've, I've never noticed. Do you, do you float and go I in? Float, I've never noticed. I float just to, and we make a decision, a quick decision, so I'm ready to go. You know, right. I mean, depending on who's bowling. Yeah, it depends so. if we're ten for four or 180 for two. Yeah. <laughs> I've never are. noticed. Never noticed that when we've come against you. You see, so I, 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 it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I wouldn't like that. I, I like to be set, right? I know where I'm going to be batting today, irrespective of where we, whether we lose a few early or, or we're, we're going well. Uh, that that would. It's funny how different characters prefer different methods. I suppose. I've just, I've just, I think I've just grown up with it now. I'm so used to it, and it's, it's but it's. I just want to make the right decisions, and sometimes I don't always make the right decisions, but. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll back Matt on this one. I think the most difficult decision he has to make it, it, it is where he goes into bat, but it varies so much during the season as well. Tuckbury last year was that he went in at the perfect time and it just shows that if you get it right and it comes off, I've always said Matt could be one of the most destructive players in the, in the league. Get him at the right against the right bowlers and the, the runs come quickly. Quick sort of uh, slightly off-the-wall question, but you know we, we talked about the clubs and the, the players that we're going to look out for. As you go around the grounds, who, who, who do you look forward to seeing when you go around, guys? It's the umpires that stand out. You've got, um, we have a really good relationship with Richard May. He's a good umpire, uh, cycles down and you see him rock up. And I don't know, there's a comfort to it. You, you know that sometimes there's that apprehension where like all umpires are trying their best. But there's some umpires where you perhaps feel more comfortable. You've known them a little bit longer and goodness knows what. And you just know, oh, today's going to be sound sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So Richard May's one. Um, uh, Adam Hitchcock. If we're obviously he tends to do the uh, the upper upper leagues, but I, I've got a good relationship with him, and I like talk to. He gives an unbelievable amount of time to the game as well, so it's quite nice to bump into him and have a cricket chat. And, um, and then there's a chat. I, I don't know his name, I'm afraid, but the the, the fella at your ground, you did the, the podcast on the photography, and uh, it was oh, quite yeah. interesting. We had a, I had a chat with him as he as he was going around, and I, that's a novelty. It's two things I'm looking forward to actually, like the the yeah. shots that your Simon, cameraman Simon Hickey. Yeah, he's, we've got some great shots. Yeah, I mean we yeah. see on your socials, and then when we come to play against you, it's great for us to be able to take some shots away. And then you, one thing we're looking forward to, you might touch on it later. I'm not sure, but you you've got the camera. Um, yeah, I was just going to yeah. say that. Yeah, we've, we've yeah. invested in the uh, the camera and using MV Play and. Uh, that's going to be good. So that'll be up for the first game, Jim. So uh, I'm not playing, mate. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I was, when you said about your uh, injury earlier, I was thinking, yeah, if we mention the camera, he might use that as an excuse not to. Yeah, do should, it. Should, yeah. We special, should we get a special graphic for James if he's playing? Yeah, we could. Yeah, that'd be superb. Yeah. <laughs> Two plums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I'll say is we did introduce our lads to the graphic that's been put out there for the for the season for ducks. 
uh, yesterday. Um, um, uh, the winner of our Duck Cup last year is on this call. He will remain there. No, it was Clark. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it, I think the duck, the duck's going to be quite funny. It's our, our version of daddles is the best way to describe it for when somebody gets out on the camera. Um, but it, it does bring a, a, a different dimension to the club straight away, doesn't it? So No, I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to using it and the, the graphics that come with it are great and it makes mm. the game look a bit more professional. Uh, I know that they're doing a lot of work at uh, Otbrook, Jane Hoff, mm-hmm. the scorer at Otbrook's doing a lot of work. Uh, she's been very helpful to me during the closed season as well. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. And hopefully we'll catch some uh, funny things on it as well. And yeah, maybe, 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 go, maybe go viral. That'll be, uh, Richard, be interesting, that will, though, because we we did think about it in the in the off-season. So, obviously, you'll have Joe with you first week and, and no doubt Cheats will want to have a look as well. Yeah. And it'll be yeah. interesting just to learn a bit from you. On well, that listen, mate, I've always been of the opinion where we'll help each other out. And I've been to yeah. other clubs because I've, I've been scoring a long time now and, and especially using PCS Pro. So I, I won't say I know what I'm on about, but I've, I've got a fair experience on it. So anybody who needs any help on digitally scoring, yeah. mm-hmm. the camera's going to be a learning curve for us as well, you know, so... Uh, Let's wrap this up, guys, with uh, just one little bit of prediction before we do our uh, our final question, which we always do with everyone. So, uh, what are your goals, James, for uh, your lot this season? Um, get back to having a self-saluted onto early, having a non-COVID-affected season. Really enjoying it. I think it's, it's quite a well-known fact that when we take it too seriously, out, well, we probably blob it. Um, you'll see from last season. And then we went into the game against you guys, actually, halfway through at your place. We were flying, top of the league. We should have done better, but then we started taking it too seriously. So my goal is just to enjoy it, get the lads to enjoy it. And probably in terms of a position, it's a kind of, a, can we squeeze a top four finish again? And then you never know. What about you, George? Oh, I must I must be quite forthright. We, we, we want to, to, to win the division. Um and, and certainly get promoted. Um, it really hurt us last year. Obviously, we slipped behind Tutbury and they had the, the good run in. Yeah. And then we were agonisingly looking at North as we were working out what points we need and, and goodness knows what. And a couple of silly results in the last four or five games hurt us badly. Um, and there was a bit of like introspection towards the end of the season. There was a, a game at Ralston where we were sort of we lost a tight one and we discussed it in the changing rooms and um, we've kept the, the same squad together. Um, as I say, a couple of juniors are knocking on the door and they will definitely play, but the, the rump of the team's the same and availability's improved. So there's there's hopefully a little bit of fight to go with that too. Not that we didn't have that this season, last season, I beg your pardon, but we really want to, to sort of take advantage of, of the resources we have and, and, and try and, and try and get that, that promotion spot this year. And Matthew, what are we going to do at Winslow? I would be happy to top off in three, bring a few new lads in from the twos and hopefully just, you know, getting that average age, age down, really. That's yeah. that's my goal this year. Yeah, a bit, that's of, what do. bit of transition still. Bit of transition still, yeah. Happy to stay in the top half of three, yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think as a club, we, we'd like to see our twos go from Div 6 to Div 5. And yeah. it's about closing that gap, I think you said earlier, James, isn't it? Jim, making that Jim said earlier, our goal is, is to have the, the first in Div 3 for the time being and the seconds in Div 5. That's a massive goal for me and, and our club. And then if we can consolidate there and then move on from that, so that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. And I'm going to ask the, the obvious one. 
Obviously, George has already put it out there. He predicts that Michelob are going to win the league and go up. Um, <laughs> and he'd be, he, he, he'd be daft to say anything other than that, I think, George, wouldn't you? I don't. I, I wouldn't want it to come across quite as egotistical as that. I, I, we, uh, we fully hey, when we've edited it, other... mate, don't worry. That's exactly how it's going to sound. Yeah, Michelob will win the league. Michelob will win the league. It's going to be on a loop. Don't worry. Sweet that they've won the league. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've dropped out of that habit. It was a habit of, like, years ago, mate. We, we've won the league. In May. We've won the league in May type thing and, and Etwell pipped us to it. So, uh, uh, But no, yeah, our ambitions are definitely, but fully respecting the uh, the other clubs. I wouldn't want it to come across as, as, as ego or anything like that. Just um, that that's our target. Yeah, but if it comes down to the last game of the season though, James, you know, what's going to happen? Are you going to let him win it? No. Because you'll be there to beat him. Like, he's one of my mates and like, I love a lot of the lads in that McClaver dressing room, but absolutely no, we would be going toe-to-toe with them on that last game and Sales would not expect anything we less. So. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Matthew, shall, shall we not predict anything? Because uh, as the uh, the people who run this podcast, should we just sit on the fence? Yeah, we can do. I, th- I think Mick Lover or um, Rolston this year. Okay. Rolston's an interesting one. Risley, yeah. I think Risley. Yeah, possibly. I think Mick Lover, Risley, I think. And what about yeah. our friends at Barton? Obviously, they've got their connections with Dunstall now this year. Um, they'd be interested to see what develops there, won't it? I'd, I'd, a shout out to Nick. Nick does an unbelievable. Uh, Nick Phillips up there. He does a, a good job up there. To be fair, I mean, we had a, a to do with him a few years ago, um, but I think it like bred a That's big an old fashioned respect. phrase. That is Georgia. To, we had a we to had do. A bit of a to do there. <laughs> I was on the pitch, and goodness knows what. Um, um, a real competitive game that was at risk of spilling over. But yeah. um, but after that, the sort of like respect fell a bit. I must say, he works tirelessly. I'm in a, a cricket groundsman group mm. where you just for tips. Yeah. And things like yeah. that, yeah, and, and he posted pictures the other day where he's sort of thanklessly giving up his time and, and getting the square ready, and goodness knows what. So, I, I must give him a shout out. That's great, Jules. Yeah. That's great. Hey, listen, we're going to finish off with our final question, and I think we can sort of we've mentioned a lot of names on this uh pod, which will be come into this. Our bouncer that we always end the, the pod with is our six aside team, but yeah, I'm going to put you three on the uh podium here you guys are the ones who've got to choose a six aside team for the stump sums and beer pumps competition this summer um but i want a six aside team from div three so i want the two batters of your choice between the three of you two bowlers the all-rounder and the wicket keeper from within div three and let's give them a shout out that way guys so anyone want to put a batter forward i'll put a batter forward i'll put jamie north before anyone else gets in there oh. interesting Okay. I look at when I did this I looked at guys that when, when they're walking out to bat I'm thinking we've got to get them early we've got to get them early all those are in so I'm going to go for Kipper at, um, at Michelover KP because if, if you don't get him he will destroy you yeah. and there's no doubt that if it wasn't for his football commitments he would have there's no disrespect to you yourself no no Kipper, we know it yeah we, we understand that he would have he would have gone and played in a higher division so yeah for me it's, it's Kieran Preston definitely well, those two have jumped in early, George. You want to question that? Are you happy with those two? Uh, I'm, I'm happy with them too. I'm happy Kieran getting recognised. He's, he's an excellent player for us. There's, um, we is it Matt Dowling at, um, yeah. at Brailsford, the lefty? He's, he's played yeah. higher with Upbrook, and uh, he always get he takes a, a liking to RTR Offie every time we play. Um, but uh, he, he always gets runs against us, and being a lefty, the angle as well always helps. I think and. Um, uh, he, he just always gets. He just looks a really solid technical player. Whenever he comes in, I know we're going to have to bowl well to get him out. So he's he's one that uh, that always stands out to me. Go on then, George. I'll let you start with uh, the, the two bowlers. 
Uh, well, I've gone with Jay Harper um, because I just it, that shoulder action. He's constantly coming at you, quick enough, um, nibbling it about as well, uh, aggressive as well, which I really like. So uh, I really rate him. And then I've, I've put Corky in um, because. Uh, it's a bit naughty being a player from Mickleover, but 54 wickets and played at a higher standard. No, he's like a metronome. He's just a stand at first slip and you constantly feel like you're in the game every single ball of his spell. So he's one I'd pop in. Well, that's two, two seamers though, but what would you, if you would have to, had to put a spinner in, who would you go with? Um, or a slower bowler, probably cheats a beer. It's probably be cheat. Yeah, I know right. he's not a spinner, yeah. but because he keeps hold of the run rate yeah. for threat, well, he almost plays that spinner tight role yeah. for them. That's yeah. right. He does. Either of you two, Matt or James, going to question those two? No, no I, I, Jay cheats. Definitely. Good Go side. On, Good side so far. Go on. Who's going to pick me an all rounder? I Corks because I've obviously I played with Dan for stupid amount of years and I know what he can do with the bat as well with the ball and he probably doesn't get as much recognition as what he can do with the bat um, but yeah hell of a player can take the game away from you so we'll so, put, yeah, che- put cheats in as a bowler and then put Corks yeah. as an all-rounder potentially you happy with that Matt? yeah, yeah. yeah. I had him the other way around so that's I had Keith as the all-rounder so yeah Okay. What about our wicketkeeper, Clarky? Very difficult for me, but I would say, you know, if, if he can if he can get it right with the bat, I'm going to be, again, from our club, Woody. Fantastic behind the stumps if he can just get those runs. Yeah. If just get them he's runs. certainly a natural keeper. His, his hand-eye is fantastic. He's very relaxed, very easy hands, but he's batting. He'll say himself, does let him down a bit, I would yeah. say. Any, anyone going to want to question that one, George or James? I, I've um, got Mark. Yeah, Mark Addison. Yeah, I just yeah. had him. Oh, down. yes. Yeah, good keeper. Yeah, good yeah. keeper. Yeah. He's another one that you know that if you don't get him early, he just bats time as well. Yeah, he gets himself in and set and then the other lads can go around him. Yeah. Okay, so we'll come to a conclusion then. Final conclusion, batsman going to be KP and... It's, a, it's an interesting one because Jamie's not, not done it at this level yet, has he? He hasn't, no. But you all yeah. did mention him, so we'll stick with Jamie. Bowlers will go with uh, Cheats and Jay Harper. Yeah. And uh, Cork as our all-rounder. And, oh, go on, Matt, are we going to give in to them on Addison or are we going to go for Woody still? On both in there, couldn't we, this time? Well, no, not a six-a-side. It's a seven-a-side game. I don't think one of them would appreciate being the seventh man, would they? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We'll have to go, I think we'll have to go with them because of the batting of Woody's side. I'll put him in next year if, uh, if yeah. he gets his batting in. Absolutely. That'll be an incentive for him, that will be, Matt. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll remind him of that, Matt, definitely. Hey, listen, lads, it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you today. And it's uh, it's a great to, to hear a lot of names that we all know we're going to see a lot of during the next four or five months through the season. Thanks very much, James. George, you can go get your hair done now, mate. Um, <laughs> and uh, Clarky, thanks for being our first ever returning guest. And you're back up there, same standards as always, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks, uh, guys. Uh, fantastic uh, insight into the uh, up and coming season from George, James, and Clarky. Really appreciate. It. We're going to speak to Neil actually now about what his thoughts are on the season. You're uh, going to start. What what season is it this year? Twentieth season or twenty first? Twenty twentieth season. And twenty years for Winsor. Is that right? Probably twenty years it. for Winsor. Well, that's pretty good. What's your hopes, expectations and predictions for the year? Uh, Graham, what Clark said, really, I think we'll probably hopefully <laughs> survive mid-table. Um, I listen to the guys, what they think, and uh, I think Ralston will be tough to beat this year. Uh, Mickleover definitely will be up there, and we'll just be off and about like we normally do. 
pestering people. Yeah, well, and also personally, how, what's your target? Have you got a target for number of wickets? No, just more than What five. about getting a first, first league? <laughs> more than five. Getting a first league 50? No, that's, well... That's you you nearly about. did it before. Yeah, nearly. Yeah, with the story behind that, didn't it? Yeah, James, you ran me out. Yeah. Forget about that. Mm. We won't mention that. On Not the bitter at all. No, we won't mention Not that. Not a sore point. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Anything else to add? Uh, just one one thing to add. Listen to the team of 3S. I think probably Eddie's unlucky not being there. He's always dangerous our man, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. But Kieran Preston, he's in there. I think I've only bowled it in once at Winsall. Uh, it was pretty early on in the Derbyshire League. And he hits the ball a long way. Yeah. And uh, I bowled at him and he's absolutely led this ball at Winsall. I can usually tell from when I bowled there if it's going to be six or they've plinked it or it's going to be out or whatever. Anyway... This one is absolutely rolled off, and it's landed in Dale Book. It's at every bungalow roof. Bang, bang, bang. So <laughs> six. And the umpire says to me, yeah, "What happened there then?" <laughs> I said, "I think it was four, mate." <laughs> so he's going left of right, like the stroke of the old cat, four ones, and it caused chaos. The next five minutes, like it's six. It literally landed in Dale Book. This ball did. Unbelievable shot, but it's the ball a long way. Oh, thanks for that. For anybody who doesn't know, Delbrook's the street next to the ground, and it's a long way down there. So uh, for the umpire to be signalling for is quite a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we've also had our pre-season friendly. We played it uh, as an inter-club match, our first team versus our second team. Myself and Marsh scored, didn't we? And we also used the camera for the first time. On uh, we we went live on on YouTube. We did indeed. Yeah, I think it went really well. It was a good test of the uh, the camera. And there were some good performances. And uh, one of the best things, I thought, was after the game, was watching it back on the camera, on the big telly in the, uh, yeah. in, the in the pavilion. There were some good laughs, some contentious decisions. And uh, it was good to be able to sort of do your own DRS, if you like, uh, of the decisions that were close and batsmen thought were out or not out. Uh, there were some good performances um, with the bat. What Steve Watson looked really, really good with the bat. Garrett got thirty, and uh, Clarky quick fire thirty as well off nineteen balls. He was dropped there, Clarky was. Yeah, it was, so it was a good game. The first team or the team that was designated first team got uh, just over two hundred, one two hundred and five runs and. In reply, the uh, second team got 162, so it was a good, a good run out for everybody. But yeah, I think the the most we got out of it was that the the camera and the live feed works. So uh, we'll be putting that to great use against that wall on uh, on Saturday, and I think all the Atwall lads are looking forward to seeing themselves on camera too. Yeah, it was just nice to get back out as well, though, wasn't it? Nice to be back out playing cricket again. Nice to get together again. I think the most I got out of it was a stiff neck. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't right now, I'll be honest with you. Is that, looking, is that looking over your shoulder with another six? Or? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm not got much of a neck either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a good day, and uh, I think everybody enjoyed it. So that's all for this edition. Look out for the next one, which has got a special Derbyshire focus on it with a special guest as well. So really look out for it. It's going to be a good one. Tune in for the next one. It's a, it's a belter. Superb. Thanks very much, Japs. You're welcome. Cheers. Till next time. Bye-bye. Ciao. <laughs> so that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. 
Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. <laughs>